for the show that takes dog training beyond your backyard. It's Bark Talk with Bonnie. Brought to you by Advanced Canine Techniques, your dog training specialists. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bark Talk with Bonnie. I'm very excited to have Haley Perkins back with me here in the office today. Um, she is with um, Pine Acre Kennels and Ruse Holistic Pet Supplies. So she is going to share a little bit about the history of Pine Acre Kennels and just all of the different services that they offer. Hello. Hello. Uh, so Pine Acre Kennels. Um, first of all, the place has been there for over 75 years. That's a big thing that people in the community don't know. Um the current owners, Amber, has been there 12 years, so that's just a little bit of the history. But before that, there's only been three owners total. Okay. So this place is kind of passed hands very few times, which is good. Uh, it's a consistent place. Um, we have an award from the city for being open for so long. Um, like I said, Amber's been there about 12 years. I've been there about five years now. Started there in high or uh, at a college, just cleaning kennels and kind of worked my way up <laughs> from there. So... Um, the, as far as the ownership, it's always been known as a holistic kennel. So that is, that's our thing. That's what we do. That's what sets us apart from any other boarding facility that you're ever going to see. Okay. Um, now, what do you mean by holistic? Kennel? I knew you're going to ask that. <laughs> so when you think of the word holistic, it literally means whole. It means you, the whole body, the whole person, the whole dog. So you would think of, instead of just taking care of the dog's physical being. I mean, we're, we're talking about their mental health, their physical health, their, their social health, uh, and their, um, of course, nutritional health. So our goal when that dog is with us or cat, um, or birds or other things that we have boarded, (laughs) um, the goal is that the next time or when they leave and the next time they come back, they're going to be better. So every time we do anything with them, they're getting better. That means, um, I mean, even if you're not paying for training, you're getting training. The dog is getting trained on how things work. Um, Nutritionally, I mean, we feed our food. That's kind of what we do. Um, It's just enveloping the whole whole health of the animal. Okay. Now, when you talk about, like, you know, mental stimulation and training just in terms of, like, the processes, and I'm guessing you mean, like, waiting at doors and just kind of, like, what the routine and structure Mm -hmm. is for your facility as well. Yeah. Um, How do you help with, like, mental stimulation and just um, in nutritional-wise feeding the foods that you guys recommend? Um, How would you go about doing some of those things with, with, you know, different temperaments of dogs and different sizes of dogs? I think the easiest way to answer that is to kind of explain the whole boarding process first. Okay. And and that'll kind of explain how we do things. Um, so, for example, we have a dog. A dog will check in um, into our office. We will take the dog to their kennel run, which is uh, a private indoor-outdoor run. So they have what's uh, the inside area is they have their bed, their food, their water. Um, and then there's uh, what's called a guillotine door um, that we hook open when it's nice outside. And they have a whole outside area. That's where they potty. Um, they have plenty of room to run back and forth. Um, at the same time, they get exercised every day. So we have five separate fenced-in yards. Um, so the dogs, whether or not they like other dogs, they can go out by themselves even. Uh, they get to go out every single day. So that's part of that mental stimulation and the physical because uh, no dog wants to just sit in in a kennel and just... I mean, just sit there. So right. they get to exercise. Um, we feed them twice a day, so they get used to our schedule. That's kind of where that mental thing comes into play, mm-hmm. too. Um, it usually takes a dog about three days to really adjust to everything that's going on, um, to get to understand the schedule, 
how things work. And that's when we can start to instill some of the training. Um, you know, we open your kennel run, you run to the back door, we go out to the yard and we play for a little bit. Uh, when we open the back door and we come back in, we go find your run and they go in. Um, after dogs board for maybe two or three times, we usually keep them in the same run every time and they go right back to their spot. <laughs> uh, they know where to go. So that's really fun. Uh, it's fun to see that, that click in their brain. Um, but the whole process is, is, uh, stable. We like stability. We like consistency. So the dogs know exactly what to expect. You know, when I walk through and I open those doors, they know, okay, I go out the door now. I come in the door. That's kind of how that works. And it takes them a little bit to, to get used to that. But the consistency is what makes the dogs comfortable. That's, that's why easily 95% of the dogs that, that board with us absolutely love it. There are some dogs that don't love it, but they're, they're they're safe, they're taken care of. But most of the time, they love it. They love to play. Even if they don't like to play with other dogs, they like to go out in the yard and sniff things and, and do their things, you know. Uh, but they have fun, and, and it's, a, it's an environment where they can be dogs, like truly be dogs. Um, at the same time, we, um, we have uh, like femur bones, um, peanut butter Kongs, things like that, because not every dog can exercise too. You know, older dogs aren't going to want to spend time in the yard. Um, so we try to provide mental uh, stimulation as well. It's a very stimulating environment. Um, a lot of times people will call and say, my dog is so tired. Um, you know, is he sick or something? I said, no, it's just, there's a lot going on. Think about if you went to holiday world for the whole day, you're like, whoa, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so there's just a lot going on and they have a lot of fun. Um, they get a lot more exercise than they're used to. Um, we feed our food, uh, while we're there, we do that for a few different reasons. Um, one of those being our food is a super premium food and it has probiotics and prebiotics in it, which helps the digestion. So that means less messes, uh, less stomach upset from stress, things like that. The other reason we feed our food is because it's a great quality food that can help your dog. A lot of times people will board for three or four days and when they pick their dog up and they go home, they call us and say, my dog's coat looks totally different. It looks better. What, it, you know, why? <laughs> um, so then they end up switching to a better food. Everybody wins. The dog wins, you win, we win. It, it's, it's, it's perfect. So uh, that's kind of how the boarding process works. Um, putting that into play with different uh, temperaments is kind of what we specialize in. Some other kennels aren't set up to handle... Um, let's say aggressive dogs. They're not set up to handle aggressive dogs. And that's nothing wrong with them. They usually send them to us because of our setup. So if need be, we can completely take care of that dog without having to physically touch them. I It's not ideal, and we want to train them so that we can touch them. But to keep them comfortable, we can do that. Um, they can be taken to the outside area through the door, through the guillotine door, so we don't even have to touch them while we clean the insides, clean the outsides, et cetera. So um, we can we can handle any temperament that we need to, and it it's just we, we can handle any of them. So. Right, yep. And that's nice because sometimes you might have an aggressive dog and you need to board your dog. So just Absolutely. Having, having a facility that can accommodate that yeah. I think is really helpful. And we have a lot of people that call and ask too. They say, you know, nobody can touch my dog. Even the vet can't touch my dog. And I'm going out of town. What do I do? Mm-hmm. It's not a problem. Yep. It's really not a problem. This is what we handle, um, and we're not going to have any issues um, being able to handle the dog. And we've had quite a few that after a few times of boarding, we can handle them without a problem. So it's, it's just a matter of them becoming 
part of our family and us becoming part of their family. Mm-hmm. And then we don't have a problem anymore. So now one thing that you mentioned that I did not know. So you can board um, cats and other animals as well. Uh huh. We board cats. That's a pretty regular thing. Now cats uh, typically hate change as we know. <laughs> uh, so very rarely is there a happy cat that's boarding, okay. um, but they're comfortable. We have a completely enclosed indoor and outdoor area. So any cats that like to explore a little bit, uh, we have an enclosed, safe area for them to do so. Um, like I said, though, they usually want to stay in their area and not be touched. Uh, we do have a few that are really friendly. Um, but we, yeah, we have the facility for that. We've also boarded rabbits, um, a cockatoo. That was fun. Uh, multiple other birds, uh, ferrets. Let's see. Oh, a pig. Uh, a pig boarded <laughs> with us once. I swear that was the cleanest animal that has ever boarded in that facility he went outside to potty and everything it was beautiful um we've boarded fish before uh rats i mean a lot of different animals uh we have a lot of experience with different animals so pretty much as long as it can be contained it can be boarded it's okay yeah and that's and you have experience with all those different types of animals yes. too, which is really helpful because yeah. not everybody has that expertise with those small small animals. Yeah, we haven't boarded a snake yet. That that would be a little <laughs> iffy. We do have a one of our kennel workers has snakes, so he would be fine touching the snake. But I don't think I would enjoy that. Yeah, or a tarantula. Yeah, that would not be fun either. But but the options are there if, yes. if you have those exotic animals. We we know who you can call. Yes, absolutely. Now, in addition to boarding, I know you guys also do grooming yes um the holistic sense applies to grooming as well probably more so than boarding um if you think about what i was saying about um encompassing the whole animal so a lot of people will bring in a dog to get groomed and let's say the dog has hot spots frequently um we're going to first of all we're going to use natural products that are going to help that second of all we're going to be able to talk to you about why the dog's having hot spots and fix it that's kind of the biggest um, the biggest thing, our general grooming services um, are just are just about like any other place where you make an appointment, come in for grooming, um, and sometimes it's a little different as far as appointment-wise because we do um, dogs that have been boarding with us as well, so I'm trying to make this make sense, but they're already there in the morning, so it's kind of, some dogs are there all day, some dogs uh, are there for daycare and get boarded, uh, and then some dogs are just there for two or three hours for their appointment, so we're really flexible. A lot of our customers love uh, using us for um, grooming because they work. So they drop the dog off in the morning, pick the dog up in the evening, and they know the dog's been taken care of. We walk the dog, you know, everything is taken care of. Well, we're not a typical facility where you got to pick your dog up in two hours. Right. Um, so that works really well with a lot of people's schedules. Um, a lot of people also come in. We've, we've had some calls where they're embarrassed about the condition of their dog as far as um, we talked last time about systemic yeast problems. Things like that, um, we know what that is, and they're embarrassed because they think their dog's sick or something. They can't figure out how to fix it. We know exactly what that is, and we know exactly how to help you. So that's another one of that, uh, encompassing the whole health of the dog. We're not just going to put that dog in and groom it and, and send it back. If we notice something's wrong with your dog, we're going to say something. Right, yep. Um, groomers are are underappreciated a lot. <laughs> uh, there are so many times, I mean, I groom, you know, we, we groom this dog every eight weeks or so. I notice a lump on the dog that you may not have noticed. Uh, this has happened numerous times. They take the dog to the vet. Well, it was a cancerous tumor or something, so they got it removed in time. It's underappreciated a lot, kind of what we do. Our hands are all over the dog. That's, um, and I mean all over <laughs> the dogs. 
So that's um, that's something that you should appreciate in your groomer. Um, hopefully, you have a good groomer that is that is touching every every part of the dog. Uh, we find a lot of weird things sometimes. Let me tell you, it's it's, it's weird, but <laughs> it's a lot of things that um, the owner wouldn't find. I mean, how many times do owners sit there and play in their dog's paws uh, and, and push in the webs and stuff? I mean, we found thorns. Um, a lot of people said, oh, my dog's been limping, so be careful with that leg. Well, I found a giant thorn in there, in between their nail or something. So <laughs> it's, we find all kinds of strange things, but, um, grooming is fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're thinking about getting a new, a new grooming system that is, uh, it's a micro bubble grooming system. So it's going to help dogs with skin issues a lot. Okay. It's also going to help dogs with, uh, anxiety with the baths and stuff because they kind of just submerge in water. Okay. And it's a little, it's micro bubbles. It's really weird to explain, but it's really cool. They did it to our hands while we were at the, um, at the expo. So we are thinking about adding that. That would be a service that there's actually not anybody in Muncie or Indianapolis around here um, that does that. So that'll help a lot of dogs, um, too. So when we when we have that, I'll be able to talk a little <laughs> bit more. But I'm excited about it. So. Oh, that would be amazing. Now, do you also offer, like, um, if somebody just, if somebody needs, like, either a face trim or maybe just a nail trim or nail filing or something like that, are they able to call and schedule that with you guys as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, nail trims are, we're pretty flexible on that. We'll give you a time frame. Just come between that time frame. Um, trimming feet, we do that uh, on request. Um, faces, things like that. Just give us a call and ask. Um, we can pretty much... Yep. And I know you guys it. are really, you know, good with the holistic aspect of the whole dog too. So even educating owners too about um, um, what brushes to use. Like, yes. You know, we we always talk about the the doodles and in the uh, you know the oh, double coated yes. dogs too. And just you know, people are like, "Well, oh, I, I brush my dog out. I don't understand why you had to shave it." But learning yeah. how to use the right tools and how to actually brush, you know, from to get that undercoat out as well. Yeah. Yeah, we have um, we have no problem teaching people how to groom their own dog. I know uh, there's there's some places that don't want to teach them how to do that because they want the money kind of thing. No, I want your dog to be taken care of. So yeah, we will absolutely we will go over different tools with you. Um, we actually sell them in our store so that you know you you have them available. Um, things like dematting a dog, we'll show you how to do that without hurting them. We never want people to cut on the dog. So I I mean I'm more than happy to show you how to brush things out. There's different kinds of brushes needed for different coats, so that's a big um, that's a big deal. So we we're more than happy to talk to people about that. We've even um, I mean we'll donate um, old grooming equipment to places to teach people how to take care of dogs. Um, yeah, it's it's a big dogs are a big responsibility. You got to know how to how to deal with their coats, um, especially something like Doodles, who have they all have different coat types. So. They, you know, people want long, fluffy dogs, but it's a lot of maintenance. So you got, I mean, every day you got a brush. Yeah. So, yeah. And literally every day. There's no missing a day. If they get wet, you need to brush them out because yeah. otherwise they're going to mat up and then yeah. going to have tangles. And we show people a lot too. They miss a lot of spots. Everybody brushes down the back. So the back is always perfect. You got to brush like the armpits, the belly, the legs, um, around the neck where the collar is. People don't think about those areas. And then you may have a dog whose back is perfectly, you know, straight and not matted or anything. But then I, I'm going to have to shave the whole dog anyways because their legs or their neck are matted. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's a lot of maintenance. But <laughs> we have a lot of people come in with full coats. We have Maltese's that come in full show coat Maltese's, um, Havanese. So it's a lot of upkeep. So we do have that experience with full coated. And by full coated, I mean to the floor full coated afghans i mean 
mm-hmm. full coated dogs. So yeah, that look absolutely beautiful. The Westminster type dogs yes. that you're seeing on the yes. show. They show look floor. so flawless, but there are there's hours hours of grooming involved in that. Yeah, yeah. But owners have to take a lot of do a lot of that yes. as well if they're wanting to maintain that coat. Oh yeah, and we're more than willing to talk to people too about different types of cuts for their dogs. You know, they if they truly want a longer um, a longer cut, we'll tell them that this is how that's done. A lot of times we've had older dogs come in that people want to maintain a long coat. And I explain to them, depending on the dog, of course, but sometimes that longer coat is too heavy for them. It's too, you know, brushing them every day is hurting them. You know, you've got a 15-year-old dog. You just shave it. Just shave it down. That's kind of the best, if it's meant to be shaved. Right. Like, a, like a, we're talking a Shih Tzu <laughs> or something. Um, sometimes it's best to just keep that coat short and keep them happy. And it may not be the ideal look, but sometimes you got to do what's best for the dog. Right. Yep. And I think that's part of that holistic, you know, overview of every dog too yep. and figuring out what their age is, what their health is like to figure out what, what you know, what grooming style, yeah. what, you know, what they need in terms of daycare and things like that too. And you mentioned daycare um, as yeah. a service that you offer as well. What, um, what hours is that? And how did people drop off in the morning before work, pick up after work? Yeah. Um, we're a little limited on daycare to compare to some other places, but, uh, usually you drop off around 8am. Um, I have people drop off as late as 10am sometimes, and then you pick up before 6pm. So, um, we have anywhere from 20 to 30 daycare dogs a day. Uh, they have an absolute blast. Let me tell you, they've got pools in the yards and these dogs are just running all day long. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of people, the reason they come to us for daycare is because they think they want training. And we say, well, how much exercise is your dog getting? That's the, that's the first thing. Yeah. Um, if you're having some behavioral issues, what exercise are they getting? Oh, well, we take a walk around the block. That's definitely not enough. So we put them in daycare, and, and lo and behold, a lot of the behavioral problems are solved pretty quickly. So these dogs are running all day long, um, having a blast playing. We have different yards, too, so different kind of groups of dogs, um, We've got dogs that like to play really rough. Those dogs go together. Um, dogs that are kind of um, super, super playful and just play all day long, well, we wouldn't put them with an older dog. So we've got those guys separated. We've got little dogs separated. So it's um, at any given time, there's 50 to 60 dogs on the property anyways. So it's it's fun trying to puzzle everything out. <laughs> uh, but the dogs have a good time, and it's, it's convenient for a lot of people. I mean, why would you want to leave the dog at home if you don't have to? They... Uh, maybe some older dogs like it, but we actually have um, we have a, a greyhound that that comes every single day, and he doesn't necessarily need a lot of exercise. We're uh, we're obsessed with him. He he stays in my house with me, um, but he just comes so he doesn't get lonely at home. I mean, sighthounds are are loving dogs. They want to, so he just comes and hangs out. He lays on my couch. He, <laughs> you know, he he just hangs out, eats my cookies, and <laughs> and um, that's so there's multiple reasons why you do daycare. And I, I know I mentioned the exercise. The other reasons people would do daycare um, could be maybe you're getting brand new flooring put in your house, getting your carpets cleaned. Uh, you're moving. There's so there's it doesn't have to be. You don't have to do daycare five days a week. Right. Um, some people just do daycare once or twice because they need the dog out of the house for something. Big one that I that I promote. I do a lot of property management things, uh, and I tell any property manager I come across, I said you need to have a good kennel to on your on your side because. Your maintenance team needs to get in there. They don't want to create the dog necessarily for the whole day, so have them come to daycare for one day. It's not that expensive. It'll um, it'll solve the problem. Maintenance can get in there, do what they need to do. The dog is happy. 
So it kind of works for everyone. Yeah, that, um, that's a win-win for for everybody too. So. Yes, and it makes it easier on the dog too because even if the dog is crated, you got strange people coming in their house. So just let them come have daycare for a day. So. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, there's a lot of good reasons, and I should have mentioned too for boarding. Um, I don't know if I can list some. Uh, there's there's a lot of reasons you would board a dog, not just for vacation. Um, so we've had people they've had fires, so they've had to board the dogs, and insurance does reimburse that in case anyone needs to know. <laughs> um, we've had people who are moving and and they don't they don't want to step on the dog, they don't want the dog to get hurt or upset, so they kind of board the dog for a few days, uh, maybe a week, while they get everything set up so that the dog's not you know, freaked out with all the boxes everywhere yep. <laughs> and, and the, the general panic. Um, sometimes they're having yard work done. They're having a fence put up or repairs. So they'll board the dog for a few days. Weather, inclement weather. Um, if you, you know, people have outside dogs and we had those, those heat waves real mm-hmm. bad. So they were like, okay, I'm going to board the dog for the week so that they're in air condition. They're happy. They're taken care of. Uh, same thing with the getting too cold. We've had a lot of people board the dogs when we had that polar vortex. Um, We had them board because we have heated kennels. So uh, there are so many different reasons to board. Um, We've also had people who are going into physical therapy, rehabilitation. They board. Um, So it's more than just vacation. It's it's, um, And, you know, we were talking about um, the hurricanes that are coming in and stuff. And um, we'll actually get a lot of calls where people are evacuating and they're coming up to stay with family. Maybe you can't keep the dog with family. You can board the dog while you're staying with family. So you can kind of, um, the dog is safe, the dog is happy. You don't have to leave the dog behind. Never leave the dog behind. You don't yeah. have to do it. <laughs> so there's always options. But um, it's more than just vacation. It's Now, if people wanted to come out and take a tour of your facility, is that an option? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, we Give us a call first so we can tell you the best time because we're, sometimes we're really busy. Right. Um, yeah. And it's not that we... You can just show up, but we want to spend time with you. We want to show you around. We want to be able to answer all your questions. So try to give us a call, and, and we'll tell you, okay, try to come between, you know, 2 and 4 or something where we're not, um, you know, all the daycare dogs go home between 5 and 6 and kind of that thing. But we will absolutely give you a tour. Um, our tours are a little different i would say we do a lot of things different can you tell (laughs) um so since we handle a lot of dogs that um may not like people that might have some temperament issues we step inside the door of the kennel of course and we'll show you the setup you can smell that everything is clean you can see that it's clean um but we don't let people just walk in and out and like walk down the aisle of dogs that's we're never going to let somebody do that because it's going to upset some of those dogs um, and, and if somebody gets upset about that, we just kind of say, well, well, think about your dog. Do you want your dog getting upset when strangers are walking in? Um, the dogs get used to us. We're in and out literally all day. Every, every two minutes, somebody's in and out that door and it's us and they get used to us, but we don't like strangers just walking. And so we definitely show people around. We want to show you that everything is clean and well set up. Um, but we don't let people pet strange dogs, you know, and that kind of thing, if, right. if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, we'll show you the yards. We'll show you check-in office, kind of where things are. We recommend you don't bring your dog to the tour. Um, there's really not any need necessarily, um, and you won't be able to go into the kennel with us because we don't want to bring, you know, it's going to get all the dogs riled up. <laughs> and um, So we recommend you not bring your dog for the tour. That's kind of 
Um, that's kind of how that works. So, yep. Nope. And I think that, and that makes perfect sense just so you can kind of, um, you know, focus your undivided attention yeah. on that client and, Absolutely. And, and, and answer all their questions and show them everything that they want to yeah. see without trying to have them have their dog heal or sit next to them or pay yeah. attention when you're talking. Absolutely. We want to focus on showing them the facility and how things work. Um, and we've had a lot of people, we've won over a lot of people with the tours because they've noticed, um, one thing about our kennel that is also kind of strange is we teach the dogs not to bark. So when we walk through, when you're inside, you're quiet. That's kind of, and if, if you're outside, you can bark, of course. You can bark at whatever you want to bark at and, and do dog things. But um, when the dogs are inside, they're very calm. They're very quiet. They're comfortable. Um, and people are amazed by that. They, they expect to walk in and, like, not be able to hear because it's so loud. That's not the case. We've, we've kind of trained the dogs that, you know, if you want to bark, you go outside and bark. If you want to just chill inside, that's kind of what we do. We lay down. We chill. Um, chew on your Kong and your treats and <laughs> and have fun. Um, and we, we let customers bring their own treats if they want to, as long as it's a safe chew. There are some, that, some treats that just you should not have, a dog should not have when they're alone. So, right. And we'll tell you that. We're brutally honest sometimes. <laughs> I, you know, we're going to be honest about your dog's care, how they did, um, what you can bring, what you shouldn't bring. It's... I mean, there's no reason to not be honest. So that's what we do is kind of, um, we'll tell you exactly how your dog did. Um, we'll tell you if they like to bark a whole lot. <laughs> um, we'll tell you if they were a little nervous or upset. Um, we we are honest about the whole thing. I don't want to lie. I, I want you to know how your dog did. Yeah. So it's um, it's a fun process. We're a little different. We're a little backwards sometimes. But this is what has worked for us for over 12 years, um, us personally. And the dogs love it. The dogs are so comfortable and happy and and that's that's how it's supposed to be right yeah yeah you want it that's how you get those repeat clients coming yes. back because their yeah. dogs are used to that setup yeah absolutely so, um where are you located and how do people get in touch with you yeah we are located it's out on county road 400 north so right off a of wheeling next to the, the volunteer fire station there's a trailhead right there we're right down the street from there you'll hear the some of the dogs barking when you when you pull up but uh it looks like a house so it's a little hidden we actually live on site i don't know if i mentioned that um but we live right there our house is right there so uh you'll see the sign um our phone number is 765-284-5829 you can always call us text us or hit us up on facebook Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Haley. We appreciate it. And definitely give um, give Pine Acre Kennels um, a call to set up a tour and to go visit what they have to offer. And um, we're very excited that they're in the community. You've been listening to Bark Talk. For more information, go to our website, advancedcaninetechniques.com, or find us on Facebook.